Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Ministry in Motion is all about serving pastors and elders and leaders in congregations, and we're delighted that you've joined us today. Our guest today is Dr. Al Rees. Dr. Rees, thanks so much for joining us. Now, just to share with our viewers, you're the Dean of the School of Medicine at Maryland University. That's correct. And you're a well-qualified person to have on our program today. My pleasure. And not only are you well-qualified, but you have a genuine interest in health as well, don't you? I do. I think uh, what I do like is the fact that we can, we can, make a, we can, we can manage our, our own health, that we can alter the outcome of our health and health outcomes. So it's not just left to others, but we have a role to play. And often this is, not, this is either overlooked or, un, or misunderstood. That's a valuable insight, that, that we can contribute Absolutely. to our own health. Yeah. A specific issue that many churches face is that they would like to make a contribution to the health and well-being of the congregation and perhaps the community at large, but the pastor and the elders, the leaders of the church may not have formal qualifications in the area of, of medicine. What would you suggest that they do? Well, I, I, hate, I hate to simplify medicine, but it's not that complicated. And that is, many of the top cause of deaths in America, or the world for that matter, is very much lifestyle related. So really? we can actually alter significantly the outcomes by just our own lifestyle adjustments. For example, the top three cause of death, deaths in the world, number one is cardiovascular related complications. Number two is cancer. Number three is hypertension and stroke. Now, that those, for the most part, are what is called modifiable risks. Those risks can be modified, and we can have a significant role to play in modifying those risks. Okay. Let's, let's look at the first one, the, the cardiovascular. What can we do to improve our cardiovascular health? Well, there, there are several things, and they all can be done by ourselves at home. We don't need to necessarily have a physician except the physician should be aware of what we're doing because I don't think it's, it's wise for any person to, to become involved in major uh, adjustments with, without a physician becoming aware of what we're doing. But okay. first of all, number one, we should at least know what our, 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 our weight is, our weight status. Right. We call the body mass index because that can influence very much our cardiovascular complications. Number two, we should know what our blood pressure status is because that can have a direct impact on whether we're perfusing our brains or our hearts or getting heart complications, mm -hmm. cardiovascular risks. Next, we should know what our cholesterol status is because that is, if you will, the fundamental to whether we're going to be having cardiovascular complications soon or not, or, or not too soon, or maybe not at all. Mm -hmm. So those are, those are at least some of the things that we can, we can do on a very simple basis. The weight, height, the BMI, body mass index, right. or, or, or blood pressure, that influences, mm -hmm. and of course, our cholesterol levels. And okay. then once we know those, we can, adjust, we can work to adjust them. And often these are lifestyle changes that we need to do 
if they are the wrong side to begin with. Right, okay. I can remember in an earlier program that we, you were kind enough to join us for, Dr. Reese. we went through and we explored all of those numbers. And perhaps our viewers, if they'd like more details about those numbers, could go to our website, Ministry in Motion, and go back to that program and explore and find more information on sure. that. So having arrived at those numbers and found those numbers, what are the key critical things that a person needs to do to improve those numbers? Well, let, let's take, there's several, but let's take one, simple, exercise. Exercise raises your HDL. Ah. And as I said, your HDL cholesterol, you want to keep it high mm -hmm. to be good. Right. So exercise would be a contributor. Two, there's exercise is very good for cardiovascular health. Exercise is also good for your weight. Mm -hmm. So right there, just by exercising on a regular basis, we can not only improve our, our cardiovascular status by way of elevating the good cholesterol, HDL, mm -hmm. but also in keeping our weight reduced. The flip side, we should be focusing on our diets. And the time when, the simple things, the time of day that we eat the largest meal. Right. The amount of calories we consume each day. And three, the quality or the quality of the components, the components that we, 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 we eat. For example, if we're eating a large amount of carbohydrate mm -hmm. and we're having that at the end of the day, that's not going to be burnt off. That's a danger, isn't it? That's going to be stored. Yeah. So those are, I think, are some simple things, quantity, quality, and timing of our, of our meals. And exercise at all work together to, I think, have a significant impact on, on, those, on those health statistics that you just shared. Terrific. Okay. <clears throat> now, we're facing in the world, it seems to be, two major issues. One seems to be the obesity issue, and another one seems to be diabetes. Um, tell us more about these these issues that we're facing. Well, this is a this is a, a, a serious. This is a pandemic. Mm -hmm. As we speak, uh, that's that's a quite a frightening term in a sense. It, it really is. It's 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 so it's so frightening and so true that there's a new term that's been coined and that's called diabesity and that is the uh, synthesis if you will of the word diabetes and the word obesity diabesity mm -hmm. because the, the, there's a doubling of uh, the rates of diabetes worldwide and there's almost an equal opportunity uh, uh, disease affecting any country virtually every country uh, worldwide so diabetes, diabetes and obesity, it's, it's not just in one or two countries uh, around the place. For instance, you know, the so-called developed countries, you're shaking your head. I am. It affects, it affects developed, underdeveloped, as well as developing. A, a true pandemic. It is a true pandemic. Okay. And I want to just emphasize one thing, just for for our audience. There, there are different types of diabetes. Mm -hmm. Not all diabetes is affected by what we're saying. 
this sort of gestational diabetes occurs in pregnancy. It's not generally affecting that, slightly but not generally. There's a so-called juvenile onset diabetes, usually affecting in very, very, in, in smaller kids, or the better term is type 1. That's usually not affected. 90% of diabetes is type 2. 90%? 90% is type 2, and that's usually called the adult onset. Well, it's no longer adult onset because it's, because it's, it's so rampant, it's even occurring in teenagers. Wow. And that is what is really linked to obesity. And that is what is rapidly rising throughout the world and throughout our, throughout our communities. And, and this is largely caused by a genetic predisposition, diet, and obesity? Is that, is that the essential causes? Um, the essential causes uh, are, are, are multiple. But one of the main ones is actually our own eating habits, our own lifestyle habits. We, we are eating too much and we're exercising too little. Okay. So the, so you, the, the end result is obesity. And the consequence of obesity, diabetes is, is, being, is developing. All right. Stay right with us. This is a very significant topic. And when we come back after the break, we want to explore how a local church can serve its community by better health practices, modeling and serving the community for a healthier community. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion, where our topic today is how a local church can promote health and better health practices in the local community. Dr. Reese, just in that last module, we looked at this pandemic of diabetes. What can a local church do to improve their health and to make an impact on the, the, the community at large? To, if it is a pandemic, this is something that almost all churches are encountering. What would you suggest? I think uh, a local church or church in general can make a tremendous impact. One, I think that the pastor or the, 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 the lay leaders, first of all, have to become convinced that this is a problem. Right. And two, they have to be convinced or pers be persuaded that they can make a d difference. One, it needs to create a culture within the church of, 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 of health habits that they can be pursuing. For example, there ought to be a regular emphasis in the church service on health, mm -hmm. on healthy behavior on a regular basis. And that regularity may be weekly, it may be monthly, whatever it's deemed to be appropriate, but it ought to be regular. And for example, there need to be a regular uh, a recognition that the body mass index is something that they should be measuring. Mm -hmm. So everyone should know those numbers, emphasize knowing the numbers. So essentially you've gotten your congregation to be fully on board. The next is that the congregation should become involved in a comprehensive exercise program in various ways. It could be tailored to whomever, tailored, maybe done at home, maybe done uh, in a walk, but there should be something where there's, a, there's an encouragement by the pastor to be involved in, in some exercise activity that suits your schedule. Right, okay. So the church should be encouraging the members and encouraging the community as well to be involved in this exercise program? Absolutely. 
And, and again, it is not to, to make it make life very difficult, mm -hmm. but rather there, there are different things you could do. And just encourage members to find ways to exercise, whether it be walking to your car, parking far away from the supermarket, parking the last parking slot, or taking the stairs as opposed to taking the elevator. But things that exercise becomes a part of the congregation's life right. and that the, the whole entire church is as bought into. Yeah. Now, how, how would you suggest raising the profile of health within the weekly worship service? What, what are some examples where, where you would like to see that and how it could be raised? Well, I, I, think, the, I think one is, is, is to, we, you, most of our churches typically have a, a, a health ministry program. That they ought to be involved with the pastor. The, uh, certain sermons throughout the year should have a health emphasis component. Mm -hmm. They should be not just focusing on the, 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 the negative consequences, but the positive consequences and the biblical basis for health and well-being and how in order for us to be spiritually effective in our evangelism, in our sharing, we've got to be healthy. Yeah. And essentially our, our bodies become almost, if you will, a walking evangelistic tool. Mm -hmm. So to the extent that that becomes a part of the, the fabric of, the, of the, the ministry, the evangelistic outreach, I think uh, members become involved. And the same thing I should point out for, for our eating habits. That should be part and parcel of the exercise program. Mm. That whole, the holistic approach should be there, but the pastor can make a huge difference. Right, and particularly setting up a culture for, for better health practices. Absolutely. Let me ask you this question. This diabetes is a pandemic. More than likely, there are members within every church that are wrestling with this and combating it. How, how do you raise this topic without, in a sense, heaping blame or disenfranchising some of those members that, that may be facing that issue themselves? Have you got any suggestions where a church can sensitively sure. address this? I think the best approach is one is, is the comprehensive approach as a start mm -hmm. where everybody needs, everybody is involved or everybody is affected. No one is free of, of, the, of, of the need to be sensitive to, to those, to those uh, practices. Mm -hmm. So the, the comprehensive diet, dieting or diet habits or comprehensive exercise program should be something that every member is, is made aware of, and the pastor should speak it generally. Mm -hmm. Now, there are individual cases where someone is struggling, mm -hmm. and the same way that a pastor has to deal with a struggling uh, uh, spiritual matter, mm -hmm. and has to sensitively deal with that, is the same way he will be dealing with a sensitive physical matter. Right. And it may require referring that person to a, a physician, mm -hmm. a, a nutritionist, a counselor, but I think the pastor it has an important critical role in the life of that person. That mm. person, that the pastor, is someone whom they will trust. It sounds to me that you're, you're suggesting that this all should be part of pastoral care. Absolutely. Pastors and, and elders offer the church. Absolutely. I think that mem members will have a pastor and a physician usually and maybe a good friend. Mm -hmm. And they trust their pastor. If the pastor, in a very sensitive way, 
will share with it. They're very concerned about their health and they want to be helpful. And they will even come and exercise with them mm -hmm. one day or bring another member or whatever the pastor decides is the, is, the, is the best way. But I do believe that in the same way the pastor is ministering to the spiritual needs of a person, an individual, that pastor can do the same with the physical needs. But the best is starting generally, general yeah. for everybody. And describing this situation of diabetes, diabetes as a pandemic, it, it sounds to me as though it's, it's more than just a condition that we live with and put up with. There, there is the connotation that this has fatal consequences. It, it does, but I, and I said we can emphasize the fatal consequence, which is true and mm -hmm. it's real. But I like to emphasize the flip side, and that's the that's the benefit. You can actually, you can have actually treat it and have it disappear. Mm -hmm. so you can prevent it, you can reverse it, and you can control it. Wow! So the fact that you can reverse it with your lifestyle habits by losing weight, in particular. There's some medication you can take as well. Mm -hmm. And again, depending upon how you get your physician involved, they can add certain medications. So you can prevent, you can reverse, you can treat and control. That's an exciting possibility, isn't it? I think it is. It really is, yeah. Stay with us. We'll have more of Ministry in Motion right after the break. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion, where our topic today is health. Dr. Reese, I've heard that, that nuts are very healthy and, and things that should be, nuts should be part of our diet. Is that true? It, it is true. Nuts uh, in general are actually quite, quite good. Uh, among them, walnuts uh, are actually considered to be among the top group of nuts and they have a high, high antioxidant capacity and they're very good for health. So yes, uh, uh, a good handful full of nuts uh, every so often is, uh, is one way of keeping the doctor away. Right, okay. <laughs> That's like the, the apple, isn't it? That's yeah. right. Now, one of the responsibilities you have, as well as being the dean of the medical school at Maryland University, is that in your local church, you are actively involved with, with health. What's some of the things that you've done recently in your local church? Well, we have, we've had a um, health ministries uh, group that I am a part of, and we have uh, initiated a number of um, health seminars. But one thing we wanted to get the church uh, involved in, it's the, it's the North American uh, Division Let's Move campaign. And, and the reason we want, wanted to do that is really to get, get the church involved in, in, some, uh, in some exercise activities. So we started uh, the program by progressively informing the church about the strategy, giving out uh, uh, a pedometers, right. or every week we have a health nugget in the bulletin. Okay. And this past week, uh, we actually had a, a, f a five kilometer walk run program. Five kilometers? Yes. We want to start uh, modest. Modest, okay. <laughs> and, and we had uh, 80 people who... Uh, 80 people? 80 people who uh, came. That's encouraging. And isn't it? it was extraordinarily encouraging. Extraordinarily encouraging. We just weren't sure how many would actually... But we've actually been promoting it rather regularly. And uh, 
we were just very, very pleased. And of the 80, how, how did they go with, with the five kilometres? Well, uh, it was a split in terms of uh, maybe a third would run and two thirds would walk. And the, the idea was just basically to get people out and they will in turn create their own exercise activities at home. We don't expect this to be the only activity, but it really just to, to be a catalyst, to right. start something and you can do your own exercise program at home with your walk, you have your treadmill or elliptical, mm -hmm. or whatever you have. Yeah. The yeah. idea is to just get a program that works for you. And move. And move. Let's move. Right. Now, do you have any case studies where a local church or perhaps a group of Christians from somewhere in the world have made really quite an impact on the, the, the health of the community at large? You know, there's one thing I'm thinking of, and, and um, my ear my of research is in diabetes. And I went to a, a conference once where I was giving a diabetes lecture, and I saw this lecturer, he was from Brazil, and he gave a wonderful story that I thought was, it was that I wish we could, we could transport it or replicate it around the world. And he gave a story about his, his small community. That was a poor community, but they were getting obese, overweight and obese and very obese and he just didn't know how to impact. Even in a poor community? In a poor community yeah. because their, their, activity, their activity level was low and their intake was high mm -hmm. and, and he struggled for a while. Make a long story short, he decided that that particular community in Brazil, what they liked best was carnival. And he said, well, how can, well, that's only once a year. How could I use that? And he thought of a brilliant idea from my perspective. One, how about carnival every month? Every month? Every month. Okay. And then he said, well, we have to train for carnival. So we train every week for the carnival every month. And I saw we, it, was a, it, was, it's, it was all in, in, in Portuguese, but it, the entire town, I mean, was actually marching through the streets with this carnival. And eventually they started to actually lose weight because there was ongoing practice. That he practiced for the carnivals, he became so successful that he, you know, he was actually uh, he made a, a presentation to our to our scientific uh, community. But the point is that even in a community that is uh, large, relatively poor, they introduced a program there that was that was uh, that fit best that community. It fit the community because that community was interested in carnivals. Mm. And they created a carnival-style activity that had a tremendous impact on their weight and tremendous impact on their health. Wow. And I thought that, again, each community will have to modify their own set of activities to, to meet the community um, style. Right, okay. Very impressive. You know, it seems to me that just after spending this valuable time with you, that activity, exercise, is just so significant in whatever form it takes. Yes. And things like nuts are important as well. Yes. And offering a support group, encouraging people to, to, to be involved, a, a, a caring culture in a sense, which raises the profile of the importance of health. Dr. Reese, is there something that I haven't asked you that you wished that I had asked you during this interview? No, I, I think that we covered uh, what I, I, want, I like to emphasize, and, and that is how important things, simple things, can be in, our, in, in the totality of our life, the quality of our life. Simple things, knowing our numbers, knowing our weight, our blood pressure, our, our body mass index, uh, modifying them ourselves. Of course, 
under with with, with the doctor's awareness mm. we can have tremendous impact sometimes people assume that well I, I can't do it because I'm not a trained person or I, I have to go to the doctor in order to do this there's so much that we can do lifestyle personal lifestyle adjustments can make a huge difference to in, in the quality of life that we all live so people really can take charge of their health they can take charge of their health and they have to therefore be accountable for their health as well mm, mm. well dr reese thank you so much for joining us today it's We've been really a pleasure been privileged to have you thank you for the expertise that you've, you've shared with us particularly your your experience in a local church and how to to raise the profile of of health within a local church thank, thank you. you and thank you for joining us as well on Ministry in Motion. Today we've explored how a pastor, local church with the elders can raise the profile of health, not only within the church, but within the community as well. Health, of course, is a very significant topic that we take seriously on Ministry in Motion. Remember, you can view this program once again on demand at ministryinmotion.tv. You're also welcome to, to send us your feedback, questions and so forth to an email address, which is feedback at Ministry in Motion. Ministry in Motion is all about serving pastors and elders and local churches. And we hope that you'll join us again next time. But until then, may God bless you richly.